Welcome to Words and with Friends, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. It's a it's a beautiful day here in Akron. We know you've missed us. What? <laughs> we know you've missed us. Yeah, yeah. It has been a while. The the uh, the emails have been flying in, um, especially. You guys been sending stuff to the PO box. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate. it. Yeah, it's uh makes us feel all warm and cuddly, mm-hmm. you know, when it's when we're alone. So that's mm-hmm. nice. So what's new with you, Amanda? See, are you maybe working a job this summer? You know what? I am. I don't like how that sounded. It sounds like a commercial. Speaking of commercials, (laughs) I love Bud Light. Bud Light. It's delicious and nutritious. Sorry, Amanda, you were saying. We're not being paid to say that? No. That's just out of the goodness of our hearts. Yeah, no. Um, I'm sorry. Bud Light's terrible for the record. Anyway, Amanda, continue. Yeah, no, I'm on co-op. I'm at uh, Lauren Manufacturing. Uh, <laughs> Manu- what, what's I'm that sorry. like? <laughs> Is there a guy named Lauren there? There's a there's a couple people named Lauren there. Really? But you know what? That's not the name. Well, that's the the last name of the founder. No, it's not. Was his first? It's his middle name. Was his name something like I don't know Dale? <laughs> Why you? you that's a pretty good guess. And his last name I don't know Fullard. <laughs> it's like you're reading my mind. It's like we've worked in the same facility Isn't it? and the same desk. The same exact desk. Oh, it's ad time. <laughs> hey, listeners. <laughs> Have you tried Grammarly? I could just play this ad out loud. Anyway, I don't that's great, Amanda. That's legal. But, um, <laughs> yeah, working with rubber, Dude. it's great. Rubber never does anything wrong. No, it, it always makes sense. No, it doesn't. Unless there's way too much lead in there. And then it could do something wrong. But that's Lead's fault. That's not good. Rubber's fault. Right? It's not Rubber's fault. Nothing's Rubber's fault. That's just Rubber by association. <clears throat> what, uh, what have you been up to, Austin? Oh, that's so nice of you to... What the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Django Reinhardt, After You've Gone, is a real good track. Anyway, I'm working also as a co-op uh, this summer at Omnova Solutions, uh, where... I, uh, I, they give me projects and I work on them, and there's some work with some safety data sheets, some, uh, some process lines with our, uh, thermal expansion. Uh, we got, what else do I, what else am I doing? Uh, drumming efficiency, where we load, we package our stuff. Um, and then also, uh, continuing to debate with my coworker on how the World Cup will turn out. So big things are happening. That is... It's interesting you say that. Yeah, that's what that's actually like eighty five percent of our board is the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> and just yesterday I had to start like writing down like my projects to make it look like I because oh. I am working. It just if you looked at my board, all that I'm talking about is the World Cup. <clears throat> Which is great, but you know, uh, people should know that I also work. Yeah. Do you um, I have a question just for to you? Up the top, wait, I was yes. gonna say Austin and I are chemical engineering super seniors super seniors if you guys missed the first two seasons <laughs> just so anyone coming in fresh yeah just so you guys yeah but university sorry. of akron's where it's at go zips uh i have a question for you man and then we can maybe get started with our words with friends okay. uh do you also fantasize about working in your underwear at work because i am in a i'm like in an office with a door and like <laughs> You have a person in your office with you. Yeah, but it's he he's like my age and we're you know cool and everything. Uh Uh, but I want nothing more than to sit there with a shirt on, a dress shirt on, and only underwear. (laughs) So you just don't want pants. I just don't want pants. I think that would be very, very funny. 
Um, I, I mean, know. I guess the idea of being like in pajamas sounds really nice. That's fair. Just roll out of bed. I guess if you were doing underwear. Yeah, I mean, you know, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. And steel toed shoes. And <laughs> steel toed shoes. <laughs> I actually have slip on steel toed shoes. Really? I have, um. <laughs> They're tremendous. I have, uh, uh, more fashionable ones. I got them from a website called Safety Girl. <laughs> so they, they have little buckles on them and, uh,. They're not quite as bulky as those. Do you look like a pilgrim? That's what I imagine <laughs> they're looking like. They're on the sides. That's fair. Well, but yeah, what was our would you, what was our word this week? This week, week, our word was federation. Federation. Now, should we give a maybe a quick a quick Google of uh, yeah, 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 which is exactly I don't know if that's what you did, but that's exactly no, what no. I did. Um, I will cite my sources when I read my research. Yeah, I, I'll cite <laughs> mine as well. They're not Wikipedia. They're just from Wikipedia, and they happen to be assembled on Wikipedia, from which I received them. Okay. Uh, Federation, a group of states with a central government, but independence in internal affairs. An organization or a group with within which smaller divisions have some degree of internal autonomy. The action of forming states of, or organizations into a single group with centralized control. Okay. So imagine okay. life in the U.S. and you, that's a de decent idea of what a federation looks like. So would you like to, would you like to, I can go first. <laughs> All right, Start let's go. Time. So wow. the way, did you print out your, yes, I have 24 pages of Wikipedia goodness and I, I, I read it a little bit Saturday. Okay. Um, and wow, you printed yours out. I thought about doing then that. Then I highlighted a little bit. Okay. Like it's going to be, you know, relatively quick. And yeah. Try so you and straight up, it. you printed out the Wikipedia page. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> what I uh, decided to do was uh, discuss an example of said federation. Okay. Yes. And the federation that I decided to describe is the federal government of Somalia. Wow. It's a lovely country. Wow. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're, gonna, we're just going to get right into it. Um, Let's. I don't know anything about Somalia. Amanda, would you, I know you don't, you say you don't know anything, but do you know by chance the capital of Somalia? Should I? No. Then no. It's, it's Mogadishu or Mogadishu. I'm just going to say it's Mogadishu. Okay. And do you want to know something absolutely incredible? What's that? Uh, I was driving around Columbus this weekend, passing an internet cafe, and the name That's of the and no, it was out, it was out of business. Okay. <laughs> it was very much out of business. Okay. But the name of said internet cafe was the Mogadishu Internet Cafe, and I can only assume you think that, there were that Somali... some Somali immigrants came over, like let's make a buck off this internet thing; it won't last for long. <laughs> So, Great. but anyway, so that, there's that. Uh, official language, uh, Somali and Arabic. <laughs> okay. um, Where is Somalia located? Uh, I don't know. The, so if, I believe it's, cent, if you say cent, uh, Central Africa in terms of your X, Y axis, so the kind of center of it, and okay. then go west. So it's on the, <coughs> it borders Kenya, Ethiopia, and the ocean. Okay. Okay. That's a uh, that's Somalia. <clears throat> it's a it's a nice country. It's way I know like there's kind of like how some countries got like a bad rep after like Ebola mm -hmm. and like that's all I knew about. And like Somalia, Somalia is one of those countries where like all you hear about at times is like Somali pirates and stuff yeah. like that. But like there's some really cool stuff and they've done some uh, some impressive things. And their government, which I learned about, has some uh, some awesome characteristics. Okay. Um. So <clears throat> way back when in Somalia there was a collapse of the Somali Democratic Republic. And this happened, I believe, around in, in the late 2000s, almost wow, towards 2012. Yeah. 
Um, and that was the result of a big old coup d'etat, when the good old military says, forget this, I'm taking over. Um, however, the results actually weren't that terrible, uh, as far as I can see, because um, what we got was the transitional federal government of Somalia <clears throat> with the adoption of its first constitution in August of 2012. They have a parliamentary uh, democracy, which is fun. What um, is that? Oh, they just, they have parliament. Yeah, they have a parliament. I think it's exciting. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that was just established in 2012? Yeah, back in 20, the first, like, uh, adoption. Actually, they might have, I think they've had parliament for a while, um, but it was just, like, kind of like an overthrow back then. Okay. Anyway, so some of the cool things about the Federal Republic of Somalia, uh, they're a bicameral legislature, much like ourselves. However, they have what's called, like, an upper house and a lower house. And typically, the upper house you would call like the Senate, and the lower house you would call the one of the people, which quite comparable to the United States. Um, but what's interesting is that the lower house, you'd think it'd be lower, but it actually has way more power than the upper house. So the, the lower house has way more people, again, that being the house of the people, like the, like the house of representatives. Mm -hmm. They have a ton more people, um, but they also wield a lot more power, which I thought was interesting. Oh, one of the cool things about the uh, their government is that at their, it's like by law, 30% of the of their representatives have to be women which is not cool it's like a, it's, it is political <laughs> affirmative action something like it was like yeah you wouldn't expect that yeah why not and like you you could argue that it just make it like wouldn't that be interesting though know, if you said like here's like here's our, here's our country's um like demographic we have you know six percent hispanics 30 percent asians as many black and white people mm -hmm. and like what if we actually like that many per that percent of people have to that would be interesting yeah it'd be tough to keep up but it would be kind of cool to think of. but i like that i like that idea like hey it has to be at least this yeah. that was cool so let's find some other fun things that i learned yeah so the they have a bicameral legislature um and a federal parliament of somalia so it's what's common in parliaments um this is kind of comparable to well a little different actually compared to britain and their parliamentary democracy uh where they have like a monarch ahead of them where obviously mm -hmm. the queen doesn't really do much like she's just a figurehead and that's common where she's head of state which doesn't actually mean much in terms of what you do but head of government like at a presidential democracy mm -hmm. like you'd have a head of government like like a like like the president of the united states and that's actually what they have a bit more of okay. in the like, uh, is that like a prime minister yeah where the and i think actually it's kind of interesting like they have a role but the president chooses the prime minister which i thought was very interesting that he that wouldn't just be the prime minister but yeah, he's head of state, and then he selects the prime minister as head of government. So I think that the president of Somalia still has a decent amount of power. I just is the president elected then by either the people or the houses? Um, I'm not sure. I would assume that they're, they they do have elections. Mm -hmm. I would assume it's more by just by the people. Oh, also an interesting thing. Uh, so for the like the last four like parliaments and I think they have their elections every four years or so. The majority of party, the majority party has always been independent. I thought it was really interesting too. I think that'd be so cool to uh, be able to experience what it's like to just voting for someone and not voting for their party, but voting for that person and yeah. voting. I, I thought it was really interesting to not be kind of maybe boxed in at times mm -hmm. by like your party and just be like, this is what I believe in. So that's kind of cool. So they have, this council of ministers, which pulls from the legislature itself, so from the parliament, but the council of ministers is kind of like if you're in like a corporation, like a company, they're like the board and they have a lot of power. 
come in. They do lots of big stuff. It's like it's kind of like the secret, the, the fun, the fun crew where you get to do more stuff. Um, oh, another thing that I thought was interesting was that they have their their two houses in Parliament, and then they also have this like youth Parliament, which is anyone from like sixteen to thirty, and they have cool power in terms of making like initiatives okay. and stuff like that. That's thought, so cool. Yeah, to have like a set aside piece of government. For, for, for younger, younger people. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Also, they have a number of committees, much like what we would have in our government. Oh yeah, so back to the youth parliament. Tasked with spearheading national development initiatives. They come from local universities, and it's like <laughs> 275 kids. But yeah, that's so cool. That is cool. So the upper house, oh, back, heading back there, the upper house is 54 senators, and the house of the people is 275 members. And I believe both of those have that 30% restriction. So a lot of their committees, uh, economy, roads, information and media, human rights, defense, um, internal affairs. I imagine a lot of these are probably quite comparable to what we would see, in, I would assume. So looking at, I guess, more of the, the status of what it means to be like a lower house and an upper house. So some of like the things the lower house that what happens typically there you get elected a little bit more frequently kind of they they tend to do it like more like all at once as opposed to being like staggered like i know in the united states it's like yeah. two years and yeah, then but it's like kind of yeah like offset that uh, apparently there it's a bit more wow. yeah you can override the upper house in a number of ways you can like vote like no confidence against the government if you i think if you have a big enough like majority um but you have like a lot of power and that's the one that's based on the like the population. Like the House of Representatives is based on how many people you have in your state. This is mm -hmm. the one that's like based on, as opposed to the, the upper house, which would be like your Senate type deal. Let's see, anything else that's really interesting about Federation of Somalia? Um, they've actually had a parliamentary democracy for a long time. It was just, I think that overthrow was recent. That's what I just realized. Okay. They've actually had this the, these democracies <laughs> since like the 60s. Do you know why they had the overthrow? Overthrow? I don't know. I think just if your government, if you, this is the nice thing about being the military, is that if you have a lot of trust and power in the military and hate the president, that's because it ha I mean, I remember when we were reading like stuff in a uh, like grade school, like it would happen a lot in Central America. Mm -hmm. You just have a bunch of coup d'etats. And it was oftentimes like colonizing. I mean, the American Revolution wasn't a coup d'etat, but things along those lines where yeah. you had people that were settling and then like maybe the military there where it was just like sick of it and like fell yeah. through it. I mean, you didn't look up like the tensions in Somalia. You just no, up, like, yeah, but I, I thought that it was very interesting that so like some of the, some of like the, the, the general takeaways for me um, was just that all that I've really learned about in terms of governmental formation and development has been the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you never learned about, about like countries right. in Africa. Like they're just as established. A lot of them. Yeah, and, th and this is a and this is a very complex. This is not like some kind of like dictatorship no, or anything. No. no, this is like <laughs> this is a democracy. It's very dynamic and very complex. And a lot of and, th and there's plenty of good initiatives that I think the United States can yeah. take from too. That I thought was, that I thought were really interesting. That I. I think in my own ignorance and w whatever like bigotry I have, like I, I just I didn't I wouldn't know or expect that was, but it was cool to uh, mm -hmm. to, to learn about that. So yeah, it's a, it's a bummer that we don't learn in, in school a little bit, at least a taste about. Yeah, no, we don't. It's like, U.S. and then yeah. the wars that you, the U.S. Right, was involved. Right, in. right, yeah. Like <clears throat> like when you learn about the history of you know of africa it starts with slavery and that's it it's like whatever was contributed mm -hmm. or affected the united states and it's kind of a bummer because 
you lose a lot of really, really cool uh, cultural aspects. Yeah. Um, and even in modern day, like in terms of like politics and stuff like that. Because you would, like, I think, like, it's just the idea of, like, money rules it all. And if there's, like, less resources, less money, less attractiveness about a country like Somalia, then, like, who cares? But that's, that's unfortunate because there was lots of cool stuff to learn and take away from them. Yeah. So, so that's my, that was my, my word with cool. my friend. Really cool. Well, it's interesting that you were talking about the World Cup oh, earlier. This is great. <laughs> because I did my research on, let me, what's the French... The official name. <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> the Federation Internationale de Football Association. Also known as. Terrible French. No, it's FIFA. FIFA! Which is something I don't know a lot about. I watch <laughs> soccer pretty casually, but I am excited for the World Cup. This is a very, to... this is great. This is very topical. Yeah. Very edgy and very top. This is very good. <laughs> so, FIFA was founded in 1904 in Paris. The very first football association was the English Football Association. Sounds about right. Yeah. So the representatives at the foundation of FIFA were, there was France, Belgium, Denmark, the Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. And they wanted to recognize the English in founding this international organization because they had already founded theirs in uh, 1863. Hmm. The, uh, The first official international match was in Brussels between Belgium and France in 1904 in May. Belgium and France, what was that like? (laughs) Just argue over who has more money. (laughs) Um, Uh, You play your sake. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, French listeners. (laughs) We know you're out there. Send us your email. Maybe don't send us your email. Yeah, I I can't read anyway. You guys speak in French. You know, today at work, we got an email. So uh, the company I work for um, has a, like I think one or two plants in France, mm-hmm. and like this one one of the people in France sent an email to one of like the uh, to like the big like Akron all Akron Ohio all, and they sent the email on accident. Like they said to a lot of people oh, also no. in France, but like, also to Akron all. And I got this email, and like all of it was in stupid place. very good Anyway. It was very silly. And then someone said emails like, yeah, that wasn't intended for us. And I thought, well, of course it wasn't intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, okay, so this guy, Robert, okay, I'm going to try to say this. Oh, very good. I remember how to speak with a French accent. Just had Robert to be Gerin, Gerin. That was good. Gerin, uh, he was the uh, secretary of the football department of the Union des Societes Francaises de Sport Athletique. Mm. And he was a part in being the push to found this umbrella organization Mm. over all of the football clubs. So there's this match in Brussels in May 1904. They had gotten confirmation that England did not want to participate in the foundation of this organization. I don't know why they didn't, if they just thought like... They just the pretentious ones that were like, we did this first. Ours is already established. There's only one federation, it's ours. I don't actually know. I would expect the French to do that. Right? But the French are the ones that are, like, <laughs> they're the, they're organizing. They're the, they're the humanitarians. Which I didn't realize that this was a French-based organization. Like, the official language of FIFA that. is French. Didn't know it. Um, so they laid down these statutes, um, including that one that I thought was interesting, that clubs and players were forbidden to play simultaneously for different national associations, which makes sense if you can only play for one. Yep. Nation. What's um, crazy is a lot of people that who have like especially European people, a lot of people have like so much citizen like there's mm-hmm. one kid who his name is Adnan Yanuzai and he had citizenship in literally like six countries and he had to he had to decide and he had to stick with it. But uh-huh. it was, what's crazy is a lot of people like kinda get to choose. 
Anyway. Um, and this information is coming from the FIFA website. In in 1905, in April, the executive committee of the um, English Football Association recognized the national associations that were affiliated with FIFA, um, which was its like first big success as an organization. So they had the they had another. This was called the FIFA Congress, the first meeting. So okay. they had a second Congress in. 1905, and this is just their yearly meeting, trying to figure out what their role is in football Mm -hmm. um, and trying to work towards an international competition. And then more countries joined during the second one. Germany, Austria, Italy, Hungary, and then Scotland and Wales and Ireland followed England in joining as well. Hmm. Do you think England was holding over their heads and saying they can't do it? Like, oh, you guys better not. (laughs) Once we join, okay. the first time, but we're going to be the first to do it now. They made it cool. <laughs> so they, um, they're growing, and then another success that they had was that FIFA was showing like some signs of its power. So there was this unofficial football club in England called the English Ramblers, and they wanted to play in, in England without the authorization of the English Football Club mm-hmm. or Football Association. And FIFA forbade all of the participating members from playing this team, which impressed the British associations that they stood with I them. I see, so there's, I see, yeah, 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 they're standing We're gonna, we're gonna okay. be with you. That was a good move, FIFA. Yeah. Good move. So there was this idea of holding an international competition. For a while, it just seemed like they didn't really know how to organize it. There were Olympic Games in, in or in the Olympics in 1908. So soccer was already... Yeah, soccer had existed. I in mean, the Olympics. Yes, it was only amateurs, um, which I'll get to later. Oh. Yeah, so they had hmm. they had it did put take place in the Olympic Games in 1908 in London and then also in Stockholm in 1912, but they had problems with the whole amateur thing. And it was still kind of a new sport. I mean, it had existed. There were like soccer has roots in in different games in like China from like a couple of thousand years ago and different things in Asia. But the first like real game, how it is now, is from England. Oh, okay. Like, the late 1800s. I I actually remember seeing like I was watching like old like. It was like one of those history videos with like rubber, and they would take like it was like I forgot which like indigenous people yeah. it was, but they uh-huh. would get the rubber from the tree yeah. and like and kick the ball. Yeah, they would set ball. it out in the sun. Yeah, I mean, like cheer it. Yeah, they would set it out, and I mean, for the rubber part of this, they would they would make I don't know how they made a ball, and they would set it out in the sun for some hours yeah, and cure it, it, and then they and would then play you just it. kick it around and yeah. stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so this article from FIFA that has a sentence: the new sport was regarded with suspicion at the Olympics and was considered as a show and not a competition. I think that what it has to do the with show? the because it was amateur. Um, soccer is the most boring sport, <laughs> I, and I can say that because I am a soccer player and I really love soccer. But like, how? What about it? Where they're like, oh, this is just a show. This is the worst. Um, so England won both the Olympic Games in. 1908 or Olympic tournaments 1908 1912 <laughs> because it was amateurs these early matches were unbalanced so two different players in 1912 each scored 10 goals in a single match so it was, it was just why is that fun why would you not? I would leave. <laughs> I don't care if I'm at the Olympics I would walk out of that state if my team is losing like 20 to 0 but that was well, just two players I think those were different games uh, I think they were not on the same I'm still I think. walking out it's 10 goals holy but they were all amateurs, so the countries couldn't send their professional teams. Huh. So w- one of the new big changes that happened was in 1924 and 1928, the first South American teams entered in the Olympics. Hmm. These were Uruguay and Argentina. And Uruguay just what? like came out on top as a huge hmm. competitor. They won both the Olympics. So 
the FIFA kind of realized then that the Olympics weren't truly representative of the true strength of mm. these countries because they could only send amateur players. With the whole amateur thing, as far as I could find, it wasn't until 1984 that mm -hmm. in, at the uh, Los Angeles Olympics that the IOC allowed them to admit professional players. But they still, FIFA didn't want the Olympics to rival the World Cup because it's such a big thing right. for them. It's like their biggest money maker and such a big event. So the compromise that they came up with was that countries that hmm. forbade professionalism were allowed to send their strongest professional sides and then countries that admitted professional teams could send players that had not played in a World Cup. Hmm. And so since 1992, male competitors have to be under 23 years old, which I did not know. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, it's literally the U23 World since, Cup plus three. Yeah, since, um, <laughs> yeah so since 1996, it was under 23 plus three over 23-year-old players were allowed. Huh. Which I do kind of remember because yeah. I remember hearing about England, like, because, or I think it was the UK. I don't know. I remember hearing about a tournament where they had to pick, like, if they wanted a person from Wales or from Scotland because they had more hmm. of a choice for their um, over 23 yeah. people. That's really cool. I, I knew about that rule, but I had no idea. And it's a pretty recent, 1992. I, I didn't expect it to be that recent. But we back up a few years. So FIFA was founded in the early 1900s. World War One came and later World War Two came. And these were problems for the organization. They just, they didn't meet. They had players that were, had to go and be in their respective Could you imagine militaries. UK and Bosnia Herzegovina like, hey, that'd be pretty awkward. <laughs> well, okay, so later there were problems with um England after after I think it was after World War Two, England didn't want to play people who they had been fighting against. So for yeah. a while. Though it did say during like they tried to play matches on neutral territory sometimes throughout like World War One happening. Mm, that's fair. But like the the uh, FIFA Congress didn't happen for like seven years. Mm. So the first World Cup was still something that they wanted to create. So this wasn't until 1928 that FIFA started organizing a world tournament. And they had to pick the country that they wanted and this was right after the Olympics had happened, so Uruguay, who had been this amazing player, this power player in the Olympics, was chosen to um, host the very first World Cup. Hmm. Which I didn't, I guess I just don't watch enough soccer, but I didn't realize that Uruguay was so good. Oh, yeah. I guess all these South American teams. Mm -hmm. They did have problems with this being in South America. Only four European teams were convinced to come. Only 13 teams competed in the first uh, World Cup. 13? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They were real, they oh were real, goodness. Were real disappointed. Because who was Starts the president? Starts with 32 at, now. The president at the time was Jules Rimet. He was, was the third president of FIFA. So yeah, they were real disappointed with that. In, I believe, Did the they think that people would come because of that amazing player in Uruguay? I don't know if that was something that like they thought would, would be a factor. I feel like they didn't think fans would come. Because like, it's 1928, you could go by boat. Oh yeah. I think it was just a hard journey for a lot of people to take. And they just, one, at, like being after the war and then just right. being so far they just didn't want to go there i guess and maybe they didn't think it was going to be what it became what? right um the first goal in the first world cup mm. was scored by france um and then uruguay did win overall the first team they became the first nation to win the world cup second world cup was italy and they had 16 teams that's better 13, <laughs> slightly better so what year is that that was in that was 
1934. Okay, so that's still so a it's very been a long bit, time yeah. ago. So they're still trying to figure it's, out. Yeah, they're still trying. It's not like... Yeah, it wasn't... They, uh, one, yeah. they didn't have all the logistics figured right, out. Right, right. The 1950 World Cup was in Brazil, and <laughs> it was the first one to include British participants. They had all withdrawn... Right. Okay, what I was saying before, they had withdrawn in 1920 because they didn't want to play against countries that they had been at war with, but they rejoined in 1946. It wasn't until 1982 that the tournament was expanded to 24 teams, and then 32 in 1998, which is very recent. Wow. So that allowed more teams from Africa and Asia and North America Mm -hmm. to take part, because before that, it was, these teams weren't even getting past, like, the first round. Mm -hmm. They just weren't good enough to get to that 16 seats. Yeah, this allowed teams like Mexico, Cameroon, South Korea, Senegal, USA to move up much farther. Though the European and the South American teams are still the top for the most part. Um, 200 teams entered into the 2002 World Cup qualification rounds. 198 tried to qualify for the 2006 and then 204, which is the record, tried to qualify for the 2010 World Cup. Hmm. And in 2016, the current president of FIFA Gianni Infantino stated support for a 48-team World Cup in 2026, and then in on January 10th of 2017, FIFA did confirm that the 2026 World Cup is supposed to have 48 teams. Seriously? Which is going to be huge. In January of last year, that what did that happen? Oh my gosh, this is one of the sad things about living in the United States of America. You never hear about anything with soccer. Seriously, 48-team. That's I mean, I guess FIFA sees dollar signs, and that's what they oh, do yeah. these days. Well, we'll talk about that. Oh, really? Well, we'll talk about... There's been issues with this organization. <laughs> Please tell. <laughs> so there's some there's some corruption involved. There has ah. been throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> in, I don't know if it started in 2015, but 2015 is when this shit went down. Uh, there was this corruption case against... Many of the FIFA executive board, including the president, at least 14 people were indicted or were charged on corruption. There were um, charges of bribery, fraud, money laundering. Um, they were Wolf of Wall Streeting. They were their yeah. interests. Yeah, so they were accused of taking more bribes of more than $150 million over yeah, 24 years. that's not great. Oh, yeah, okay, so they were the U.S. Justice Department, which I don't know how that works, but that's not... Right, I, yeah, that's, that's not, fine. That's, 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 not the that's top. another week. <laughs> Hopefully we get a similar they, word. Um, they had a 48-count, <laughs> or 47-count indictment with charges of racketeering, wire fraud, money laundering against 14 people. There were nine FIFA officials and five executive of, executives of sports and broadcasting markets that had been charged. Isn't that incredible? In May 2015. Out of all of the countries... To get this one right, <laughs> we, did. we did something. Like the, honestly, in terms of meddling in foreign affairs, this is the best thing we've done in a long time. Because um. <laughs> those guys stunk. Yeah, the uh, the president at the time, Sepp Blatter, which is just a oh, bad He's, man. He acts like he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I watched a video about this, and it was they're having a press conference, and someone went up and threw money at him. <laughs> This guy, Chuck Blazer, who was a member of the FIFA organization, he was one of the um, board members, I believe. He worked with the FBI and ended up being an informant, basically, and was part of what broke this whole thing open. So they postponed the bidding process for the 2026 World Cup because of this. And there was a lot of controversy still about the um, picking of Russia and... 
Qatar for the 2018 and 2022 tournaments mm -hmm. because a lot of people think that it has to do with bribes that they received. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I tried, I couldn't find a lot of information about like what has changed or, I mean, they still, as far as I know, haven't picked a country for the 2026 World Cup. Mm. So. But 2022, that's still Qatar. Mm -hmm. They have like slavery, don't they? They have like modern day slavery. It's like indentured I servitude. I know it's not great. It's modern day slavery. I remember seeing a video about the 2022 World Cup and how like they have to like build all these stadiums. You know, like the the wealth gap in Qatar is mm. just absolutely absurd. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they're sitting on oil, um, which is good for your economy. That's but... one of the things too about <laughs> when these countries get mm. these big like the World Cup and the Olympics and stuff. Like they they move all these people out because they have to build these right. gigantic stadiums, and then they have these stadiums that sit empty a lot of the time. Sometimes I guess they're still used. But and FIFA doesn't even like let a lot of the money go to the country, if I remember correctly. Like they do is everything that they can to yeah, keep the money from the I didn't, I didn't the write world. it down, but I, I was it was before like the Brazil World Cup. I remember watching the John Oliver where oh, okay. the funds that like they had to, the country had to come up with the funds to essentially put on the whole thing. I believe almost all by themselves, I, like uh, to build the stadiums, all of them for a country that uh, is suffering. <laughs> Seth Blatter also uh, was once asked what is, because so he's FIFA, and obviously FIFA, like, soccer is not just, it's a sport for everyone, so, like, there's, it governs, like, women's soccer as well. Mm -hmm. um, there was one time where a, uh, um, he was asked in a press conference, what do you think would improve the, um, like, the following and the support for women's soccer? And he said, without blinking, shorter shorts. Good God. And he kept his job for a few, but, like, it took, oh, my gosh. It's and the pro enough. and the sad thing is like it's it, it, he is it, he is just like the head of a monster like there's so much other mm -hmm. uh, yeah I'm uh, sure there's still oh I'm, yeah I only like just just like skimmed right. it but yeah in 2014 during the World Cup in profit FIFA made 2.6 billion dollars so it is their end all be all that's where they really? get so much of their money the one thing that was interesting was that. Like they do, like they give money to um the. Do they do something good. Well, well, no, they actually. Is there anything they, humanitarian yeah. about FIFA? No, I'm not saying humanitarian. They took in in some of the bribes they took that included seven hundred fifty thousand meant for survivors of the earthquake in Haiti. That was psyched oh off. That's not me laughing. No, that's like that's in, me laughing. That's absolutely horrendous. But um, they one thing that I thought was interesting. Not necessarily in a bad or good way, but so they have six confederations which break up the continents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are the football associations within those. And each national association receives the same amount of money, which is $2 million, or it was at the time, no matter what their size. So the example that was given in this uh, BBC video mm. was that Germany, which has 81 million people, gets the same as Liechtenstein with 37,000 people, which is interesting. I don't really hmm. don't know how to take that. I don't know if that's somehow f fair and reasonable or not at all. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know what they're using it for if it's like all about like, trying to keep an even playing field made for countries who yeah. really need it. Yeah. I don't know. If um, I'm if I'm like I don't know, a smaller But my favorite money. part of oh, this yeah. video from the PBC was this guy. I don't know what his name was. It was part of the they um recorded the um the US Department of Justice putting these charges out and this guy came up and he said This is the World Cup of fraud. And today we're issuing FIFA a red card. <laughs> How long did it take so for him good. to come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I need something edgy. <laughs> I will get the point across in language that they will understand. That's great. Yeah. So who are you uh, 
Who are you rooting for in the... Oh, well, I'll tell you who I'm not rooting for because they're not there. The, the United, United States. States. <laughs> and that's kind of just sad. Were they there last time? Yeah. They had been there a number of times in a row. I feel like... And let's I point s- out that this is the Men's World Cup. Yes. The Women's World Cup is terrific. US women's... The women, the U.S. women <laughs> destroy in the World Cup. They are incredibly good. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for Sweden. I don't know how they've been doing. You know Zlatan plays in the United States now? Are you serious? He plays for the LA Galaxy. We oh, should I know. Go. No, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant He like, scored like two ridiculous yeah. goals in his, like first, his game. first game. Yeah. Okay, let's just go to... Let's, or we can wait till he comes to Columbus. Yeah. As long as Columbus No, let's stays. go to LA. It's worth it for a <laughs> soccer game and then we'll turn around. I don't know. Like, I feel like I really like Belgium. Okay. Um, they're very, very strong. That's probably my, my, my personal favorite, but I'm, I always like picking a dark horse. Um, and right now, if I could pick a dark horse, I really like Colombia. Um, they're very scrappy. Like Chile made a, a deep run um, a while ago, um, and for Colombia to kind of push them out. Because Chile didn't make it to the World Cup, and they actually beat Argentina <laughs> in like their regional cup twice. So I like, I mean, Argentina is really strong too, mm-hmm. but I like, I like Belgium, and I like, uh, I like Colombia. What are you thinking? I mean, I want Sweden to be good. I don't know how they've been doing, but I mean, they have Zlatan, and like that's just a couple bumps. I've heard that Germany is very good. I think they have a tough group, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think they, I think they have that Germany and Mexico in their group. Is England even in this? England's in. No, it. England is. Yeah, yeah. But there's no other British countries. Yeah, I guess. Do they often, get it? So, so you you mentioned how like there's the different federations, and that's how they that's how they block out the world the qualifi- mm-hmm. qualification for the World Cup. So you won't see a qualifier between like USA and China, mm-hmm. um, which has its benefits. And, and I mean the, that's like in like yeah. our sports, like you have your East and your West. Right. the The good thing is that if you're a country like the United States, where you're not as good, you have a better chance of making it um, because you're in an area where the teams aren't as great. So we, I mean. Canada is not as strong as England, right? So it's a little bit easier in that regard. Um, but if you're a country in Europe and you're like the Netherlands who didn't qualify for the World Cup, but they're much stronger than Morocco or mm-hmm. Iran who did, um, it can stink um, for you. But yeah. I, I like the fact, I do like the fact that it's kind of divvied up. That it you see you, you're, you're never gonna ha- you're never gonna have an all Europe World Cup because that's not the world. Cu- you can yeah. argue like, it's not the World Cup. It's the European Cup. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you're always gonna see like we have Nigeria. You're gonna see you're gonna see uh, each continent represented, which I like. It starts on uh, 14th. June fourteenth. Right. That is next Thursday. Wow. Yeah. We will we we will watch closely. Uh, you and you and your uh, office mate. <laughs> I'll actually be I'll be I'll be at camp. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll miss the first week of group play. Oh shoot, my word, my random word generator is dead. Oh yeah, we okay. What is our? We'll have to. Here we go. How many syllables? Um, I think I'm only like federation. I, I did four last time. Oh two. No, we need more. Right, Let's three. do at least three. All right, what do we got? Okay, our word. The for word next for week. next week is computing. <laughs> oh boy, is it gonna get lame. That sounds so boring. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you heard that, listeners, but you don't need to listen to next week. <laughs> the word's computing. I'm going to have to find a fun way to make that interesting and sexy. I mean, that is so sexy. It needs to have all the appeal. Yeah. Just cover all your bases. Um, I mean, there's so many things that you could do with that. You're right. It is. That does give us a lot. Well, well. once again, folks. <laughs> thanks for coming back. Thanks, thanks for coming back. For uh, It's going to be a good season. We'll be here. We'll be here all summer. Once Maybe again. Maybe we'll have a couple guests. Yeah. We'll see. 
Yeah. If, also, if you haven't tried Grammarly.com, <laughs> make sure you sign on and try that. I don't think we should be um, promoting that because that's a thing where you can like have people write your essays for you, I think. I'm pretty sure. It is. It's great. And as... Oh, you're saying that we that's, that's our market, that we would do that? No, no, no. I'm saying as... <laughs> College students, we shouldn't be promoting that. Grammarly is the worst. <laughs> Do not use their services. Study, kids. Study, stay kids. Stay in school. Yeah, stay in school. So, for Words with Friends, this is Austin. And Amanda. Over and out, folks. Stay cool.